Do you want to do a different bit? Do you want to do the same bit? I couldn't think of another bit. That's the thing. I would like to do another bit, but I don't have the... <laughs> I can't think of anything. If you can think, but I'm more than fine doing we can keep it consistent. I'm cool. I'm cool with either. My name is Sam. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Second, please, oh, please, Mister Movie Man. Uh oh, we're I gonna talk about movies. <laughs> I was hoping we would do a break. No, I was just gonna sing the song. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Welcome back. Again, I'm still in Edmonton. What? Still here. What? That's crazy. I spent an entire two weeks here. Boo. It's not like we just recorded Star Wars just now. No, what are you talking about? It hasn't been an hour since we stopped recording. What are you talking about? It's so weird. Apologize to Bobshells and all the other movies that haven't came out yet. Um, Yeah, I I haven't seen Parasite. I haven't seen Little Women. Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't seen The Farewell. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen and I want to see, and I'm I'm sorry. Could make the list, but who knows? As, no, as of December twentieth, twenty nineteen, which is the day we are recording this, this is where our lists will stand. Yes, the test of time. My name is Sam Bannigan. I am Andrew Thomas. You want to just get into it? <laughs> yeah, let's just get into it. Uh, like I said last year, we're going to be pretty loose-lipped, so loose-lipped. You know. Who knows? Everything. Every movie. We'll say the movie's name, and if it spoils, it spoils. So just skip ahead if we do or do not spoil. I'm guessing just the moments will be spoilery the most, but who knows. Um, So yeah, we're going to go through our top five different things, and Mm -hmm. then our top ten movies of the year. This might be a longer episode. Uh, Hope you like it. We're going to have some fun. What do you want to start with, Andrew? Let's start with those scores. Them scores. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to do that. Um, do you yeah. have any shout-outs? Um, no. Any honorable mentions for this one? No. I have. I do. Okay, for sure. Uh, Shout-out to the original songs and Always Be My Maybe, which are extremely funny and very, very good. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Best Believe, I punched Keanu Reeves, and it was better than anything you could see in Speed. It's great. Uh, and also shout out to Alan Silvestri, Avengers Endgame. Woo-woo. Not my top five. Ah. Almost. Good. Then something else happened and it had to leave. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? Um, You could go first. Let's start it. You had your honorable mention, so. Sure. Uh, my number five score of 2019 uh, comes from Michael Abel's For Us. The hit horror flick. I got five on it. It's great. It's so good. What you have a little smirk? No, just keep 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 going. I'm happy. I love talking about movies. I love it. It's really good. I I like the the you know the remix of the I got five on it. I like the the spooky chorus chanty thing. I love it all. I think it paints a really. I think it's a really good like suspenseful sounding. Um, score. Uh, I think it. I think it. It. It should go down as like one of the best horror scores, like just in general, because it's mm-hmm. just like, like hearing that like, boom, 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 boom. Like it sounds so ominous, and it's yes. very, very good, and I yes, like it a lot. Mm-hmm. What about what's your number five? Number five for me is Michael Abel's 
for us. Whoa. And wondering why I was smirking. <laughs> it's good. I was going to leave it off the list. Because um, of the remix stuff? Yes, because I was like, well, it's, I mean, not to be a stickler, but it's not really original. It's a remix of a song, so sorry. But I listened to the... It's really, it's almost like an opera, and I think it's it's really, really good. They it is really, really good. He's, yeah, uh, Michael Abels, he also did Get Out. He's really good. I hope we see more of you. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, so good. Uh, do you want to do your number four? My number four is Wes Dillon Thornton for Glass. Oh. I right. love the theme for Glass. I love the... I feel like it matches all the score in the film, matches the characters, when uh-huh. it needs to be somber, we're always on uh, Mr. Bruce Willis. Uh, something more dramatic, it's always Samuel L. Jackson, Mr. Glass, and then something sporadic and crazy, of course, it's Mr. McAvoy. I think the score complements the film very, very well. And yeah, I think it's amazing. It's great. Cool. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember what that one sounds like, if well. I'm being real. <laughs> I haven't thought about that movie all year. Well, it's been, <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> Now, your number four? Oh, my number four. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number four goes to Randy Newman, Marriage Story. Mm. Uh, I love it. It sounds so nice. It's just like this very classic. I mean, it's Randy Newman. Yeah, of course. It's like this beautiful, like classic sounding, just like, especially those, like those, uh, all the reasons I love Claire and all the reasons I love Charlie, how that film opens. Like, it's just like sweet and just like, ah, oh, so romantic. Like, it's this big sort of swooping romance um, that then just sort of devolves into into the mess that that it is, mm-hmm. um, and Randy Newman does a, a fantastic job. Um, yeah, uh, I like it a lot. It, a lot of times I was like Toy Story <laughs> during it, but it's still good. It's I mean, you can good. say that about most composers. I just there was very like, where's Woody? <laughs> it's still good. I'm still a big fan. It's great. It's so good. Uh, my number three. Yeah, Daniel Lapin, Lapin, L O P A T I N, Uncut Gems. Ah. That rhymed. Um, the score is just exactly up my alley. Good. It is synthesizers. It's sure a little eighties, but something totally new. It's something totally original. Uh, this movie is one big panic attack, and the score compliments it very well uh yeah the score's amazing loved it loved it haven't seen it <laughs> hasn't come out yet for you yeah yeah uh so i haven't seen it. cool uh my number three goes to nathan johnson knives out Ooh. uh it is fun and like feels again very classic like mystery score but it does some fun stuff uh i really love the 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 thromby house like theme mm-hmm. that plays i think that sounds really nice um and they just you know lends that that extra little bit of intrigue to uh to the movie uh and really helps helps flesh out the the sort of tone that 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 movie is is trying to hit mm-hmm. um and it's great it's so good yeah, yeah. it's so much fun Number two? Number two. Hilda. What is it? Uh, Sorry, can I see it? No. Uh, uh, It was like Hans Dothier. 
Dotir Hilda Gutier. Hilda The theme from Joker. Joker. It's Joker. The theme from Joker. I think it's absolutely beautiful and haunting. It fits that character so well. Um, I, yeah. Much like I said about Bill Street, personally, I think this should win best uh, score. Uh, I really, really, really think it just complements the film. For me, score is very much how does it complement the film, the <clears throat> scenes, and all <throat> of that. And yeah, it's beautiful. Loved it. Bill Street is great. It is great. I love Bill Street. Well. Oh, what <laughs> yes. a good movie. Uh, my number two, John Williams, Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. Ooh wee! John Williams is a goat. He is. He is a goat. Mm-hmm. And I love, and I love it. I love the sound of Star Wars. I love the music of Star Wars. I can listen to it all day. Mm-hmm. It's it's my number two, and it's a very close number two. And like I feel like number one and number two could switch around as much as they really? want. Yeah, I'm just depending on the day. Just depending on the day. Yeah, that's gonna be a, honestly a lot of my lists. I'm like, this is like where it's at now. Yeah, but you know, ask me tomorrow. Ask me a year from now. Yeah, it like it might just be in a bit of a different order. So yeah, you know, subject to change. But uh, John Williams is a goat. So yes, he is. So that's that's where I'm at with that one. Our number one. Number one. It's not the same, but I don't know why I said R. But yeah, number one for me is, of course, Alan Silvestri of Avengers. Yeah, of course it is. I, it's, it's, I've never felt that way for the Avengers theme until I saw Avengers Endgame. It was just (laughs) such an emotional kick. Also, Portals is epic. Yeah. Uh, The, the, it's not called this, but Tony Stark's funeral is epic. Uh, made to theme, or yeah, end to th- end to theme. I believe is what it's called. I could be wrong. I probably am, but it's really great movie magic cinema scores. Yeah, that that solo trumpet at the beginning of Portals is like, yeah. oh, this is... it's amazing. It's so Got good. chills right now. It's really Ooh. good. Um, and for you, number one, my number one, uh, Emil Masseri. Last Black Man in San Francisco. There it is. Of course. Uh, <laughs> that score is is beautiful. It is it is nostalgic and loving and lonely and so it's so good. I love it. I could listen I could listen to it all the time. It's like just wonderful. Um, in a fa- in a film that that was absolutely wonderful and really surprised me uh, this year. Um, and that score like I I don't think I could hum the score, but yeah. like just hearing it just takes you there yeah you know what i mean for sure i'm bun boy and my favorite film of the decade was spider-man into the spider-verse it was one of the strongest animated films i think i have ever seen the animation was absolutely revolutionary the characters were so fleshed out well thought and fun the voice acting for each of them was just surreal and I honestly, I can't think of a single moment I was bored in the film. The twists actually had me surprised. And just as a whole, I was in love with that film. So it is definitely that for me. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. So, so that was good. our score. Score! Woo! So let's get into this writing. Let's get into this writing. Uh, do you have any shout-outs? No. Okay. I do. Yeah. I have one for uh, Mike Burbiglia, Mike Burbiglia mm-hmm. the new one. Oh, okay. I haven't seen this. It's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Uh, and his writing is great. But Yeah. 
I had to make some calls. I made them. He's not on my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I went first last time. Do you want to go first? All right, for sure. My number five, writing. This was a good year for writing. It was. It was, it was tough. I, it was tough. But number five is Han Jin One. One, yeah. And Bong Joon Ho, Parasite. It's unreal how great the script is. It's unreal that's number five for me. Uh, I, yeah, it was everything that we needed to hear right now. It's, I think all of these films, most of these films, are things that are really relevant to the world. Some of these relevant to art itself. And Bong Joon-ho just... He, I mean, this is a guy who hasn't really made a bad movie. Uh, he is one of the greatest filmmakers working today. Uh, and the script just really, really just fell at home. It felt like he, you were watching it. It was like, he, he didn't break a sweat writing this. Him <laughs> and his, and his uh, co-writer. And yeah, it's incredible. Lovely, lovely film. I very much want to see it. It's good. You would like it. I'm sure I would. Yes, I really want to see it. It's just huh. anyway. Anyway, uh, my number five coming in hot: uh, Jennifer Caton Robinson for Someone Great. Okay. Uh, this uh, this is a wonderful movie that I love very very much, mm-hmm. um, and the script is is sweet and and funny and weird and just good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a wonderful little rom com, and it's just. Great. I really like the script. The characters are so well written. They're really well defined. They um they clearly are just like having fun doing it and it's wonderful. Yeah. She, so she yeah, she killed it. Number four Number four For me it's going to be Lauren Yeah, I'm gonna help you. <laughs> Need your help here. Right here. Lauren uh Scafaria? Lord Scafaria for Hustlers. Uh, another movie I have not seen. Hustlers, I mean, honestly, I don't have many regrets for this podcast. I don't. I do have one doing The Goldfinch instead of Hustlers. Uh, you know, it's whatever. I mean, it's not whatever. Support female <laughs> filmmakers. But I wanted to see it really badly, yeah. but it's just, I was busy. This script is so, it's something I always do, Sam. It's so tight. Tight. It's tight, it's witty, it's funny, it's heartbreaking. You think you walk in here like, oh, it's just going to be another boring September movie. And it's everything except that. It's thought-provoking. It's, 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 again, funny. It's really funny as much as it is dramatic. Uh, yeah, I think it's truly one of, the, one of the great scripts. I hope we see you on Oscar night, Hustlers. I hope we do. Cool. Yeah. Uh, my number four will go to Emily Halpern, Sarah Haskin, Susanna Fogel, and Katie Silberman for Booksmart. Oh, yes. I didn't realize so many people wrote that. Yeah, four people wrote it. Wow. Um, and I just really like that script. I mm. think it's fun and sweet and just great. I just like Booksmart. Booksmart's mm. just great. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just a lovely little movie. And I really enjoy the, the writing. I think the characters, again, are really well defined. Um, I think that there's a lot of really funny jokes and clever bits and like honest like friendship problems and, and all this stuff. I, I, I quite enjoyed the the script for mm-hmm. Booksmart, so shout out to those four lovely ladies. Woo! Booksmart was great. Yeah. 
Uh, our number three. Number three. Three. Uh, for me, it's Steve Zeidlin, The Irishman. Ah. Yes, I think this script again, is outstanding. Makes you, for me at least, makes you think about life. Makes you think about things you did, the regrets you had. I think the full story arc and the narrative of the film just works. And it's so in Scorsese's wheelhouse. And Scorsese only really picks good scripts. Uh, yeah, this is great. It's amazing. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I yep. didn't like it. Ah, well. We have a whole podcast. We have a whole podcast about it. I'm very sick during it. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three goes to the always wonderful Ari Aster for Midsummer. Yes. Um, I think that script is, again, like beautifully defined characters. Uh, so, like very interesting story, interesting premise, like just great little twists and turns that that while not like always surprising are just interesting to watch and like just the way that I think it's it's all structured I think works just really beautifully with the with the flow of of what people are saying and when they're saying it and and all that sort of stuff. So I loved it. It was great. Woo! Very good. We have a whole podcast about Midsummer too. I want to watch Midsummer again. I've been feeling this way for like two weeks now. I'm like, I just want to watch Midsummer. How many times have you seen it? Once. Once. I've seen it three times. Oh, I'm Andrew Thomas. Yes. I watch movies a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, number two. Number two. Don't hit me, Sam. Quentin Tarantino. Once upon a time in Hollywood. So you like feet? I mean, you can't really see feet in screenplays, but hey. Uh, I think the screenplay is incredible. It, and even listening, I haven't listened to our full podcast, but I listened to bits just to see where I was at. That I think watching it again and really thinking about it and stewing on it, there's a whole storyline and message about how Tarantino feels bad for a lot of the things he's filmed. How he is thinking about his legacy. Where will his legacy uh be when you know it's all said and done how does it feel to be this lone cowboy in a changing film society and is it changing for the better should that cowboy just get lost I think it is he's talking to be brutally honest with himself and his career and I think it's one of the best yeah I think it really shows his maturity as a filmmaker and as a screenplay writer yeah that's how I feel <laughs> number two number two <laughs> Ryan Johnson, Knives Out. Ooh-wee. Uh, you like uh, white privilege? And, <laughs> and the people just tried to talk about it? <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was that a lot meaner. Than, that was that a lot meaner than, than mine. It was a lot meaner. Mine was like a fun goof, and yours was just like, was A mean. good staff. was like, ow, that hurt me. <laughs> you goofed, and then I just pulled out a switch. Yeah. Did. <laughs> Andrew's just really like, like you know, kicking me while I'm down over oh, here. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I really like the script to Knives Out. I think Ryan Johnson does a really good job of of maybe the message at the end doesn't doesn't work uh, due to you know how how the movie was made, but I think the script That's on its I own, felt. I think the script on its own works uh, really really nicely, uh, and I think the the mystery is really fun, and and the characters again, like my my big thing this year when I was looking at scripts was like. How well were these characters defined just by what they were saying? Um, and I think across the board, like all of all of the movies have been like all these movies that I that I've enjoyed the most this year have had really great characters um, through the acting and through the through the writing. 
Um, and so, yeah, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out, little whodunit, is great. Woo! And, hey, folks, remember why I was just mean to Sam? He's about to be mean to me. Our number one! I know, I know what it is. Our number one! It's gonna hurt. Scott Silva and Todd Phillips, yep, Joker. So fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, for me, again, for me, I think this movie is sadly, heroinly too true for our society right now. I think it's a movie that did need to exist. And I think it walked that line so well of seeing how someone like this could exist and how our world kind of built it. I think this movie is really, really, really good. And the script particularly really walks that line. And I think it does it tremendously. But again, that's me. This is our list, right? I think Joker's oh, horrendous. Um, <laughs> uh, my number one... Uh, is a movie that I'm surprised wasn't on your list. Uh, for Roger and Max Eggers, The Lighthouse. Yes. Uh, that script is amazing. I think that it's weird and interesting and doesn't make any sense and makes sense and it's just like this weird contradiction of of, of itself and, it, and it's great. I fucking, I love the I love that script so much. Again, like, as I said before, like, Pinter, it's very Pinter. Um, and it's just so good. It's just so weird. And good, and weird, and good, and good, and weird, and weird, and good, and weird, and good, and weird, and good, and good, and weird, and weird, and good, and boo, 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 boo. Yeah, I liked it. I just thought some scripts were better. <laughs> but that's no, fair. I really was just good. surprised that it wasn't wasn't there. Big uh, it happens. Don't worry about it. God. Hello, my name is Zach. I'm from Irving, Texas. My favorite movie moment is in the movie I Am Legend with Will Smith. It's a scene at the very end when his dog that he's the lone survivor with in this post-apocalyptic world uh, has recently just got bitten by this zombie. The dog starts turning into a zombie, and so Will Smith has to unfortunately put it down. But the entire time the camera is on his face recording his reaction to that moment, I think it's a very powerful movie moment, and it's the one that resonates with me the most. Directors! Da-da-da, the real stars. Bop! <laughs> Uh, yeah, you got some shout-outs? I do. I have shout-outs for all my categories, other than my top ten. And then I'm completely adverse. Yeah. Uh, shout-out to Olivia Wilde, Booksmart, Joe Talbot, Last Black Man in San Francisco, and Noah Baumbach for Marriage Story. Ooh. I loved all, I loved, like, honestly, all three of those movies could be on this list on a different day. (laughs) It's all just, like, it's all up in the air, and it's really difficult to, like, pin down where where those are it's very difficult yeah i believe i started last so how about you go? yeah uh number five for directors i'm gonna say jordan peele us Ooh wee. Um, yes i think he did a really good job like we have problems with that movie mm-hmm. and i think those I, I stand by those problems i still think jordan peele's a ridiculously talented director yes um and he does a, a ridiculously good job with us i think the tension is there the sequences are are fun but like scary and weird and mm-hmm. just like directs those performances with like like it's nothing like he's yes. like like you said with uh bong jun ho just like he didn't break a sweat making that movie like mm-hmm. he was just like yep do this do this do this blah, blah, blah. Dun, 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 dun. great uh he's just lovely i do love jordan peele uh my number five is m minoche 
and that Java line. These twists got me. I'm not going to finish it. That's just for my private friends. Uh, who? Yes, M Night Shyamalan for Glass. I think, like, I get it. They all spoilers. They all die, and ooh, you're unhappy. But this directing is unreal. He makes such a big story feel small and intimate, and I think it's just M Night Shyamalan again. One thing that I like about this year are a lot of my favorite filmmakers and writers feel like really just matured. And I don't know if it's, you know, politically or or just literally getting older, but I feel like a lot of my fil- favorite filmmakers have truly just matured, including M. Night. Uh, this is a far cry from our last Airbender guy. He makes this really big, punchy superhero movie take place in one setting and I think that takes a lot of guts I think he nails it perfectly I love 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 the direction of Glass great number four number four Uh, you're gonna get mad at me again Ryan Johnson Knives Out you're totally fine Ryan Johnson's one of my favorite filmmakers he's great it's so good he's like number four or three I think he does a really good job of directing that movie I think again it's really fun it's just a good, as we said before, like it feels like you're coming home. Like it just feels like a big, warm welcome mm-hmm. to a place that is well known, um, and and that's that's because Ryan Johnson knows what he's doing when he's behind that camera. Mm-hmm. Um, just just absolutely wonderfully directed, I think, all across the board, and dealing with like such a huge cast and still managing to have everyone has a moment that they shine in and and they all sort of ebb and flow in in a way that that uh, I haven't seen in a movie ever before. So yeah. he's, he's one of my faves. Um, number four for me, yeah? Yeah. Uh, the Safdie Brothers, Uncut Gems. Um, this movie, like I said with scores, this movie is one big panic attack, and the way they film it. A lot of filmmakers would film this movie in one take, and they were like, nah, so many people are doing that. Let's just still make it, you know, edit it normally. But it still has that feeling of an an unstoppable momentum. And you just feel that you're just going to, something bad's going to happen every 10 seconds, every 5 seconds, every second. And it just, you feel like you're going to just choke on your own anxiety. Which, for a lot of people, they hear that and they're like, I don't want to see that movie. But it's all in the best way. (laughs) It's the type of films that we want to see. It is, yeah, from between Good Time and this, they are climbing up there to be one of the best directors working today. Uh, so, yeah, they are amazing. Loved it. Number three? Number three. Number three! Number three. Uh, coming in uh, once again at number three, Ari Aster, Midsummer. Ooh. Uh, I loved it. I love Midsummer. We've talked about how much we love Midsummer all year because it's great. It's so good. Uh, and I and I think Ari Aster is is a really talent. I think he I think he's one of my favorites uh, working, um, and he just has this like eye for weird shots and and the I honestly for a good long while I had the the that bathroom transition at the beginning of the of Midsummer as one of my favorite moments of the year mm-hmm. because I was just like it was just like I wanted to cheer when that happened because I was yeah. just like that was the best way you could do like I was just like that's amazing that was so good um and, and yeah like the the um 
yeah, just following just the way he follows with uh, Florence Pugh that whole time and like these these shots that you want to look away from, and he's just like, nope, we're gonna stay, we're gonna stick right here. You have to watch her screen for like thirty seconds. Yep, that's what's gonna happen. And I'm like, okay, Ari, let's do it, let's do it. It's great, L- love it, love it. And number three, yes. number three, number three, it is Lulu. Yes, Lulu. Where yep. are you? There you are. Lulu Wegg, The Farewell. Another movie I haven't seen. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, I just want to be able to talk about these movies with my friend Andrew. I know. But Lou, is she... Again, talking about intimacy is... This is next level. You feel like you're a part of the family with uh, the way she directs the film. It's... Uh, again... It's every emotion you want to feel. It's heartbreaking. It's funny. It's funny in all the weird ways. It's heartbreaking in all the weird ways. Um, it's truly... It is a type of film that I have not seen. And I have seen a lot of movies. And it's something that I think just... I, it boggles my mind. People are talking about it, of course. But I feel like it should be talked about a lot more, this movie. And her direction. I think it's crazy that she's not one of the front runners. Of this, of uh, the season for directors, uh, yeah, it's crazy. She's amazing. Loved it. Cool. I really want to see it. As uh, on me that I didn't, but I was fucking busy, man. Yeah. Um, number two, two. Jennifer Caton Robinson, someone great. Ooh. Uh, yeah, she does a really great job. It, it, it. Cutting between the these these scenes of the. Of the relationship as it's as it starts, as it's building, as it's going, and then following that up with with their arguments and their fighting, following that up with them being in love and like all this like this back and forth of of you love it and you hate you hate it and like they're both in the wrong but you love like you want them to be together like it just captures that like like this perfect couple that everyone wants them to be together but they just can't be yeah and it's just it would i haven't like i like much like what you said with um someone great and maybe this is just because i haven't seen as many movies um or sorry with uh, the farewell mm-hmm. um uh, maybe it's because i haven't seen as many movies as as you have but i haven't seen a movie that that has like captured this specific feeling of 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 this relationship of this type of relationship with with this sort of modern um take on it um ever and i loved it yeah. I've watched this movie like six times. Like I've watched this movie more than I've watched Ooh. any other movie this year. Ooh, I need to catch this movie. It's great. It's what, really is good. it on Netflix? Yeah, it's a All Netflix right. original. Yeah, I'll it's catch great. it. It's great. It's really it? good. Uh, Gina Rodriguez, Brittany Snow, Licky Stanfield. Um, good Lord. DeWanda Wise, I think is her name. Uh, it's I'll, it's great. I'll check it out. It's really good. I'll, some people don't like it, and like, <sighs> that's totally fair. It's a yeah. rom-com, and it like sticks to its rom-com. But it's fun, and it's and it's sad and it's happy and it's just I just yeah. like it's feel, I feel good when I watch it like I just sit down and watch it and I'm just like this is just great that's the point of films right <laughs> can be can be yeah what's your number two number two Todd Phillips Joker yeah uh, I again pretty much copy and paste what I said about writing I think it is directed beautifully he knows how to direct their his actors uh, I think it is a yeah, beautifully directed film. I think it's great. Uh, I'll gush about it more later, but yeah, Joker. I fucking 
hate that movie. Uh, Are you gonna say that every time I mention Joker? Yeah, probably. Well, that's I'm rude. sorry. <laughs> it's still rude. I really okay. hate it. Okay, I understand. If you hated a movie that I would talk about a lot, you could say it. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, number one. Number one. Number one. Number numero uno. Um, Roger Eggers, The Lighthouse. Oof. Uh, it just goddamn man. Like it's just so good. When we talk about it for an hour, and I and I, there are some parts of that movie that I'm just like, I don't understand. I just can't. I can't stop thinking about it. Like these, the all their like weird dinner conversations and the and the singing and the dancing and the drunkenness and the and like all of it is just so. Ah, it's just ah, it just gets you. Yeah, it just gets you. And I love it very much. It is good. It is very good. good. Loved it. That's why it's I close. Like it so much. But yeah. Um, for me, number one, I feel like it's no surprise. Yeah, Marty Scorsese, Martin Scorsese, The Irishman. I'm surprised the Russos aren't on there. No, no. Uh, but not yeah. like on the top five, not in number one. I knew yeah. Marty Scorsese was going to be your number one. Um, uh, one of the greatest filmmakers to ever walk this earth, and this might be his best movie. Like, yeah, um, it's. Enough said. Like, honestly, pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think his direction is just next level. All these directors I said, incredible, great, awesome, love ya. Scorsese is, with The Irishman, is just something that he couldn't do without his legacy. And which is an unfair advantage for you other guys, but it is, it's astounding. I loved it. Yeah. Cool. Black Swan is one of my favorite movies of the last decade, for sure. The first time I watched it, and every time I've watched it since, it takes me a few minutes as the credits are rolling to kind of pull myself back together, to get all the pieces of me back under my own skin. I Every time it surprises me, and every time I am find more things within it to love and to struggle against and to think about and to discuss. It's one of those films that will stay with me for a very, very long time. So let's get into those performances. Yeah. Um, how, how, do you, how, do you do, how do you feel about this year? It was a good year. Like in Janet, like with all the movies and all the performances and directors, all that sort of stuff. I, I realize mean, that we've like, sort of just been listing things for the past. Yeah, like 30 I was. Minutes, I was thinking of trying like, to break it up. Something. Thank you. I was like, what should I ask? Um, yeah, this is a good midway point. It's well, been too. a weird because a lot of people, like you were saying uh, earlier. I don't know if you said this on the podcast or, or just in conversation, <laughs> but you were like, yeah, I didn't have a top five until November. Yeah, like of just like. And for a lot of people, were like even a good chunk of my movies are all all came out very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, of just like this year, sort of felt like eh. There's a couple good ones here and there. For you know? sure, there was. I, I quite enjoyed us. You enjoyed Glass for early early in the year. Then of course Endgame happened. Then like mm-hmm. Midsummer, and like that's about it for like early year. Like like mm-hmm. there wasn't a whole lot coming out that that. Uh, you know, everyone was like, this movie's amazing! Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I guess there was just, you know, like, for a while, I was like, uh, Shazam's, like, in my top three, 
that was oh, like, well, yeah, Good Shazam. Boys is in my, my top three. What's happening? Yeah. Uh, not to discourage those movies. I did really, really like those movies. I was just like, where? I just always say, remember back in 2017 where we got Get Out, and then the next month we got Logan, and then the next, it was just like a great movie, a great movie, a great movie, and then yeah. Oscar season, and they were all pretty good. It's, yeah. And, you know, maybe they spoiled us. Maybe. <laughs> they gave us too many good movies too much too much in a row. They yeah. need to spread them out a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Give uh, 2019 some love. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the end of the year, this year wasn't horrible. We got a lot of great things. I think we got a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of greats of all time. Uh, they just all happened towards the end. Yeah. Some towards the, the middle of the beginning. But yeah. But yeah. mostly, like in this in yeah. these past couple months, it's just been like move, 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 move. Yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, but performances, performances. So, yeah. Again, I I mean, like I would I don't want to lie. I do have like a list. I just feel like it would take too long for us to both go. Then I'm like, and then I have honorable mention movies, and then this. So I'll just let you have your shout outs for your for the I single think. categories. Cool. Uh, so, so as as with last year, I tried to not have any white boys on my uh, top five. Uh, I couldn't even finish it before you yell at me. I couldn't even finish without laughing. No. Um, so yeah, so my top five are, are are all not white boys. All my shout outs are white boys because it was fucking impossible <laughs> not to mention them. Uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson for The Lighthouse, uh, like they're just incredible. It's a bit ridiculous. Uh, and Adam Driver in Marriage Story. Yeah, like who boy Adam Driver so good in that movie, uh, but I I did honestly like all these other performances more than those performances, mm. but I just want I needed to just be like I love them they were great let's move on yes for sure uh, I started last okay time. so number five I believe I know what it is yeah. off the top of my head yeah James McAvoy Glass um a white boy yes oh, he's gonna say that a lot i'm sorry everyone. i'm sorry everyone he is gonna say that a lot now there's white boys all over my list uh, yeah honest. i was about to say i was looking at your other list i was like ah nothing but a, wonder, a bunch of white boys uh but no uh mcavoy is incredible it's funny this might be his worst year for his career but yet it was the best one for me for his <laughs> career uh i loved it i loved uh this yeah remember dark phoenix uh, we don't talk about that. And also <laughs> Dark Materials. Check out Dark Materials if you have the time. Oh, but right, check out Watchmen first. Uh, oh, he is in Dark Materials. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is just... This is an actor's dream role, and he's lucky to have it. I'm happy we're lucky to have it as well. Well, he's dead now, so it doesn't matter. Uh, well, hey. Uh, we <laughs> we're still lucky to have it now. <laughs> um, I was saying, it's not like... He's not going to make Split 2. Yeah, no, but... He did make Split too, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think this is a really great range of performance. I wish we saw more of McAvoy and other stuff. He is truly a great actor. He is great. He's he is amazing. Wonderful. And yeah, I think in Glass, he there is a moment that I've been thinking of literally all year, and it's when he's walking and he's taking off his jacket to turn into the Beasties, and he's as Patricia. He's just like, I believe, I believe. I believe. And it just gets me in a misty-eyed tear. And I'm like, he's the bad guy. Why do I care so much? <laughs> and it's his performance that really just brings it home. Love it. Cool. Uh, my number five. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Majors, last black man in San Francisco. Woo! Uh, I thought he was, like, sweet and endearing and just, like, 
so caring and so he just wanted to be a good friend and i think he pulled that off so well and i was just like ah oh, that's so nice it just felt like it just was so nice to watch him just being like yeah i'll, I'll i'm gonna write this play and i'm gonna mm-hmm. you know i just want to help my friend i want him to be okay um and that last bit where where he walks out on that dock and, and his friend is is gone it's just like oh it's heartbreaking it's yeah. so good he does such a great job of 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 playing in that space of of um of that of all those emotions and that nervousness and the and the creativity and, and all this stuff i just loved it i just loved yeah. it it was very good mm-hmm. number 4 number 4 uh it is mr willem the lighthouse yeah. the lighthouse i mean he's having he, I mean, I want to say come back, but where has he been, really? He's been killing it this whole time. Yeah. Um, it, he is unreal. He really it is. It is really, really incredible. At moments you don't even see Wilm Dafoe. Why he, just spill your beans? Exactly. Has it been two days? Has it been four weeks? You tell me. You're just like, huh? Again, <laughs> I don't I know. Went in, I went into the movie, and I was just, and when he said that, I was like, have I been in this theater for two years? <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? And like mm. every single person involved in the movie is great, but yeah, Will Defoe. Oof. Great. Oof. Amazing. So good. Uh okay. Number what? four. Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Dever for Booksmart. You tied? I had to. I could You I changed had to. my list. Dang it! <laughs> Honorable mentions, of course, the trio and the Irishman. Of course. I left them out because I didn't want to tie. Of course. That's number one. But I regards. You go. Sorry. Uh, they are just the best of friends. They are very good. And it's so good. And they're, when they're fighting at the party at the end, it's so sad. Yeah. I'm like, no, your best friends don't fight. Don't fight like this. Yeah. Don't do it. It's mm-hmm. so good. You love each other. Stop. Yeah. You'll be okay. I get it. You're sad because she's leaving. You're leaving. All these things are happening, but like, you're best friends. That fight scene is really It's so incredible. good. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Can't be <sighs> tied on me. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't choose. It's cool. One day I had Caitlin Dever and I was like, nah, it's Beanie Feldstein. Nah, it's Caitlin Dever. Nah, it's Beanie. Nah, it's Caitlin. And I was like, I, I just got it. Just one. It's funny because I know he gets frustrated when I tie up people. I was gonna go, all right. My my last performance, comedy goes in three. Comedy comes in threes. Tie time. Al Pacino, <laughs> Joe Pesci, De Niro. But I kept them out because I was like, I can't choose. But yeah. they're all great, so they're not on the list. They're your secret number one. Yes, they're my secret number one. <laughs> um, that was your number four. Yes? Yeah, that was my number four. Or so. Three. So you're on three. Okay, so we're starting. All right, cool. My number three. Octavia Spencer, bah. Wow. I've been saying it for since May, I believe it came yeah. out. She was literally, until like a uh, like a few months ago, she was my number one. I was like, it's like no question. She's incredible. Um, again, I get it. It's a schlocky, fun horror movie. I understand why it's not getting recognition. But honestly, look at her performance. It's, it's something that actors wish for and she nails it and it's something that an actor that looks like her doesn't get 
and she really juices every moment from it. And it's never, she never eats the scenery. This is an easy role where you can eat the scenery. Hmm. And she doesn't do that. I think Octavia Spencer, she is incredible in Ma. Uh, my number three, performances. Anna de Armas, Knives Out. Ooh. Uh, as I said when we talked about it just a couple weeks ago, I loved her performance. I thought she was sweet and caring and just like was the heart of that movie and she did so good and I just I can't wait for her to continue working and yeah. to and to keep doing great things with really great directors, you know? Uh Denny Villeneuve, Ryan Johnson, to name these two. And that's uh, just in the past couple of years and now she's gonna be in James Bond. Yeah. And she's gonna keep on killing it. I, I see nothing but good things in her in her future. Yeah. And uh I think this was like a good like definitely Blade Runner was like a start to like oh shit oh everyone's gonna start taking notice yeah this I think like really brought her to the forefront of a lot of people's minds and I think that's a that's a very good thing because mm. she's wonderful for sure she is great she is great um number three or two uh you're number two you just my did number, number three. two number two for me is Kylo Ren himself Adam Driver in Marriage Story yeah um, it's really good his performance is really good it is incredible. I I've always loved Adam Driver. Listen to Black Klansman. Yeah, I've always loved he's him. He's so good. Since girls, I've loved him. And I remember hearing I told this story, I forget which podcast, but Spike Lee said he's the best actor of our generation. Yeah. I was like, sure. It was this performance to go, oh yes. He oh, is, yes, there is for sure. Um so good. he might turn to be the De Niro, the Al Pacino of our generation. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm happy for it. He is one of the best. And this performance is just so nuanced. It's just every single thing he does is nuanced. Every yell is filled with regret. Every laugh is filled with tears. Every tears is filled with laugh. It's incredible. Yeah. And he plays so well with Scarlett Johansson. Like, Scarlett Johansson did such a good job in that that movie, too. Yes, she did. She was was almost on my list as as well. But just that... Their back and forth, I think, really worked. Yeah. Another couple that was just like, ah, shit, I want you to be together, but you should not be together. Yeah. Uh, Great. My number two. Lupita Nyong'o. Us. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, As we said when we saw it, we were like, this is like, this is amazing. (laughs) This is one of the best performances of the year. Easy, easy, easy. Like, it's so good. Yeah. And I I just, I want to see Lupita Nyong'o do everything forever. I'm like, I'll just watch you do all of it. I'll just watch you do anything. Yeah. She's so good. Um, and this, again, like, I think, you know, she had been, she had been killing it so so far, but to, for her to really take charge and lead this movie was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Me and you, Lapita. She's good. She is good. She's so good. Yeah. She's also great as Mascanada. Yeah. I love, love Mascanada. Yeah, she is good. It is boss. Yeah. So number one. Number one performance of the whole year. Honestly, I was like, yo, Adam Driver, everyone else go home. He's winning best actor, but it's not. He's not. I'm sorry. You know who it should be. And I can't believe I'm saying it. Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems. Wow. It is. I say unreal a lot. And sometimes <laughs> I exaggerate. It's unreal. Because at first you're starting, you're like, oh yeah, Adam Sandler, he, he is a good dramatic actor. Punch Drunk Love, Rain Over Beat Force. Then the movie ends, 
and you, you know, for me, and you get on the subway, you go home, you're talking to people, you're like, oh, you saw Uncut Gems? Yeah. How was Adam Sandler? That was Adam Sandler. I completely forgot. <laughs> it is... It's, it makes you annoyed that he does his movies. Again, I get it. It's what you like. Uh, millions of people love it. Have your fun. But it's like, you're hiding this from us, Adam? <laughs> What's the matter with you? It's... Honestly, I am going to be... There's no one. There are some people who, if they don't get nominated, I'm just going to be like, whatever. I'm going to be so mad if Adam Sandler is not nominated and not win for Uncut Gems because it's one of the best performances I've seen this decade and in a really, really long time. It's, yeah, Adam Sandler, good for you. Good job. Cool. Yeah. Again, haven't seen it. (laughs) You are saying a bunch of words. I'm like, cool, all right, whatever. <laughs> Remember Click? <laughs> Remember Click? Remember Mr. Deeds? <laughs> uh, my number one, Florence Pugh, Midsummer. Uh, just, like, I just love it. Mm-hmm. There, was just, there was just something about it when I saw it. I was just like, this is it. This is, like, this is, I, like, from that moment, I was like, she's my favorite performance of the year. Like, mm-hmm. and that has not changed. Like, she's been number one all year. Yeah. Because it was just so good. Like, the 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 grief, the heartbreak, the yelling, the, the you know, the the joy, like, the laughter, like, when she's doing the May Queen dance, the, the freak out that she's having when, she, when she's on mushrooms, like, all, all of it is just mm-hmm. so good and so, like enticing to watch it i could not keep my eyes off of her when she was doing her thing and i was like ah this is great the little yeah. smile she has at the end i'm just like ah oh, fuck ah oh, shit <laughs> i'm next <laughs> i'm gonna be in the bear suit no <laughs> that was my fun goof i liked it i laughed thank you david mendez dallas texas one of the best performances I have seen this decade was J.K. Simmons in Whiplash. Not only was he just so complex, his character was emotional. It was inspiring at the same time. You couldn't stand him, but you also just couldn't help but love him. He not only wanted to create the perfect and most exceptional music musician, but he himself wanted to also go down in the history books as one of the person who created that. So, J.K. Simmons, hats off to you. All right. Ray, talk about our favorite moments. I'm ready to talk about my favorite moments. I love moments. Moments in movies. It's great. Yeah, moments, scenes. Experiences. Sort of like experiences. Yes. Anything to do with like a good, solid, chunk of moment of a, of yes. a movie-going time. Uh, my shout-outs... Go to the bathroom sex scene and the argument in Booksmart. Okay. Um, they're both so very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Booksmart. That whole party sequence, honestly, is amazing. Uh, and the baseball team verse in the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience. Oh. So the first time you watch it, it's just so ridiculous. And then at the end, like, it, like the, I, I, it still gets me when it's like, and if you didn't know by now, I'm naming baseball teams. It's great. It's so funny. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, you've been doing this for like a minute now. Like, I know what you're doing. And it's just great. It's very funny. Yeah. Bash Bros is incredible. It's so Go good. check it out if you haven't seen it. Watch the unauthorized Bash Bros experience on Netflix. The beautiful visual poem that it is. Yes. 
It's incredible. Uh, you, you can start. I will start yeah. uh, moments. Uh, this is sort of a weird one, um, but my number five moments of the of the year would be the back to back Sondheim in Marriage Story mm-hmm. uh, with Scarlett Johansson and her sister and her mom, mm-hmm. and then immediately going to Adam Driver singing "Being Alive" in yeah. the little piano bar. It's just like. Like, after this, like, intense, like, arguments and, and fighting and, and divorce court and all this stuff, just, they're just singing some songs, and it just hits you, and it's just like, fuck. Like, when Adam Driver is just, like, staring, like, it really looks like he's staring at Scarlett Johansson off screen, yeah. and he's singing, like, somebody hold me too close. I'm just like, ah, god damn it, Adam. Like, so good. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought Scarlett Johansson just to stand behind everyone. Right? But just if, to stand off yeah, off camera just for that bit, it, it's 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 heartbreaking. It really is. I saw that in theaters after that scene. It fades to black. Entire theater erupted. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. I thought that was the end yeah. of the movie. I thought when it when it faded out, I was like, "That's it. That's the end of the movie." Mm-hmm. And I would have been fine with that. I like the little scene at the end mm-hmm. with him taking his son off. Like I think that was very sweet. I really like that final yeah. shot of the you know them getting into the car and everything. Yeah. I thought that was very nice. I could have ended the movie right after he sang. I was like, that's the end. For sure. That's great. I do like the end. I do enjoy the ending of that movie, but I would have been fine with that. Yeah. So good. Uh, number five. I have problems with the movie, but still, every time Archie Yates is on screen in Jojo Rabbit. It's so good. the cutest kid. It's the best. I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. I'm sorry you both died. I cried for ages. It's, <laughs> it's so good. He is the cutest. I want to cry every time I think of him. He... Uh, it's not a very good time to be a Nazi. It's so funny. Beautiful. Uh, I hope he. I hope he stays young forever. <laughs> That's it. He's the best. I love him. So good. Um, number four, uh, the Beach Boys' home invasion in Us. I, Us played at the movie theater that I worked at in mm-hmm. New York. I would walk in and just watch that scene. Yeah. Every time it played, because I was just like, "This is great." It's like. But Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker just like, just are bickering, and then yeah. like his little bit like, oh my god, what's out there? What behind the car? It's OJ. It's like what the fuck? Like what? Yeah. It's so goofy, and then him playing Good Vibrations, and then I'm just all getting murdered, Mur- and I'm just like, oh fuck! Like yeah. it's just. <laughs> It's great. It's great. It's so good. It's cold here. Sorry if I'm coming down with something. (laughs) Uh, But number four. Number four. Uh, Oh, it's my number four. You just said yeah. I just said number four. Um, Sorry to be a basic boy, but yeah, this stair scene in Joker, I think, is incredible. Do you like that teleporting cigarette? He throws it, and then it comes right back into his mouth. He throws it away, and then he dances a little bit, and then it cuts to a close-up, and it's in his mouth. Fun fact. No, it does. Yeah, it does. I will when show I get you the clip. Blu-ray. I will show when you When I get clip. on Blu-ray, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. But until then, yeah, I think it is... Again, it plays with this duality of, like, you get it, right? And you're like, yeah. No. And then it's like, yeah, this sucks. This is horrible. I think the music change is... is is incredible. I love how it goes back into that amazing score by you know who. <laughs> um, uh, I love it's 
amazing to also walk in can dance <laughs> he got he got a little shimmy he got a little shimmy in his step i love it it's amazing all right uh number three number three uh mine is uh, a bit of a weird one again the mm-hmm. toy drop in the new one um, okay so uh this is a bit of a spoiler for you because i know you want to watch it mm-hmm. um but it's important that you understand what what this is the whole show is about his trepidations about having a child. Mm-hmm. Is about him being like, I don't want kids. I don't think there should be more of me in the world. I'm sick. I had cancer. Like, I am not. Like, I jumped out a window because I was sleepwalking. I don't think there should be more of me in the world. And then the moment where his daughter is born, the, the entire ceiling just drops. And it's just toys just scatter the stage around him. And it, like, it looks like it's just flooded. Mm-hmm. It suddenly looks like. Like, before this, it's a rug and a stool. And that's the entire set. And then suddenly, the whole stage is just filled with, like, stuffed toys and, and like, slinkies and, and weird balls and, like, all this stuff that's just there. Yeah. And it's just this, like, moment. And he's standing there and it all just drops behind him. And then he, like, walks through it. It's just this wonderful... I think it's such a... It's a great way to, like, be like, this is what happened. This is yeah. the moment that she came into this world. Yeah. Uh, it's very sweet and, and just so good. Oh. Yeah. Sounds Highly good. recommend the new one. Please watch it. It's very good. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. Number three for me? Uh, yeah. Number three is Walter White walking out in the El Camino. Really? It, you were like all up in arms about El Camino. I, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, I have my issues with the movie, much like with JoJo, uh, but... There was just something about seeing the seeing the goats back together, seeing <laughs> seeing them after six years walking down a hallway, and also again theater experience to me is really important. And having him walk around the corner, then everyone going, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh! <laughs> it was just something about that, and then them just walking together. Again, I have my problems with the movie, but I. I recently, when the movie came out, I kind of just, whenever I went home, I put it on in the background and started watching it a little. It's incredible. It might be one of the best pieces of art I've ever witnessed, in my opinion. Uh, El Camino? No. Breaking Bad. Sorry. Okay. Let me I make was you like, further, what? Make you, make you further <laughs> being specific. Yes, it sounded like I was saying El Camino, but no. Breaking Bad. It's truly, absolutely incredible, that scene. Those four seasons that I watched were were pretty cool. Yes. And, yeah, the show. Go watch Breaking Bad. Uh, Yeah. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My number two, which is your number one, uh, Portals to Avengers Avengers Assemble. How do you know it's my number one? Because it's going to be. Why you got to spoil my list like that? (laughs) I can say that. What, the the burning scene in in Midsummer's number one for you? Uh, Yeah, just that whole whole sequence um, from... Like on your left, and seeing everyone show up to Avengers Assemble is, I I who boy I got chills every time I I just was like ah yeah this is good this is a good movie this is good I like this it is it nuanced is it like you know this like beautifully crafted emotional m- moment for these di- for for you know a, a failing relationship like like uh, marriage story. No, it just feels fucking dope. It's just good. It's just like pure dopamine to your brainstem. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh god, there it is. Yeah, uh, and it's great. It's incredible. 
Uh, What's your number two? Number two, uh, the assassination of Jimmy Hoffa, the Irishman. That entire probably thirty minute. I haven't timed it out. Segment is with the car at the end or the attempt. The, the actual time. The, the actual time uh-huh. is just when they drive up, and it's all silent when they drive up to the airport. De Niro gets in the car, he lands, he drives, he sees Hoffa, he has that moment. He can be like, best friend, hop in the car, let's just go to Mexico and live our lives. But he doesn't. He's a character without agency. Uh, we can talk about that later. Uh, but it's it's hauntingly beautiful, and that hug that he gives Hoffa, uh, uh, De Niro to Pacino, is just heartbreaking. I remember being in the theater and starting to cry then, knowing what was about to go down. Uh, beautifully done, beautifully acted, beautifully directed. Truly, truly one of the best pieces of cinema. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And number one. Number one um, for me. Uh, you were close. May Queen Dance. Ah, Midsummer. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's like weird and fun and and dizzying and the the range of emotions that Florence Pugh is going through during it is wild like and it's just it's just enthralling yeah it is just like oh whoa okay what's happening okay we're all spinning and she's confused and she's laughing and then she's crying and then she's laughing and you're just like mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on but I like it it's great it is a well-made scene it is yeah. wonderful I love that movie very much I love I love it I love it I love it and number one for me is Avengers Endgame. Just the whole, just the whole thing, just the whole thing, just the whole thing. You're close. You were close. Yeah, the whole three hours, the and whole two three minutes. Hours. Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, like honestly, I was honestly thinking, well, it would be from portals to the end. Well, actually, it would be from let's kill him properly this time. Well, actually, it's when Black Widow kills herself. Well, actually, it's when Thor gets Mule there. Well, it's actually when. Iron Man hands cap the shield. Well, actually, <laughs> yes, Avengers Endgame is my favorite moment for a fan of these movies since literally day one. Uh, it's it's an amazing, satisfying thing that exists. I'm so happy. Cool. Great. Loved it. I'm glad. All right, Andrew, here you go. So my, I have two moments. The first one was whenever I went to the, the midnight premiere of Harry Potter Part 2. I had grown up with Harry Potter, was a huge fan. I read all the books before the second one came out. And right whenever, like, Molly Weasley kills Bellatrix, the whole theater erupted. It was, like, people all my age. I was, like, I was like in middle school. People, like, were older than me. Kids were just getting into it for the first time. And I was, like, the first midnight experience going to the theater and watching a movie. And this is just a big amalgamation of the final Harry Potter. It was it was a huge, huge deal. Um, my second, my second moment was probably, um, as a Latina, Coco meant a lot to me and seeing Miguel run through his hometown was so impactful because I, because as he was running through it, I was like, this looks like my mom's hometown in Mexico while he's running through the, he was running through the La Plaza. He was running across food vendors, like the cobblestone path. All, all, like it just was so reminiscent of of going there during the summers, and it's the first time I really, really, really felt my culture and felt something that I was familiar with that I thought no one's gonna experience my mom's hometown, but I'm able to experience that 
in in this big screen and now everyone's gonna get to do that as well well, we've been happy, Sam. We've been also oh happy. happy. It's all been so good. Again, we like to be optimistic. We try to be optimistic. We are not doing worse. We're not going to do worse movies. No. Just, this movie's just, just disappointed just us. Disappointed us. Uh, you know what my number one is. Yeah. Uh, but let's see what... Five five. Five. Do you have any audible or I have disaudible one, I have one shout-out uh, to yesterday. Ah. <laughs> what a good concept, man. Right? Yeah. Like it could have been what what that could have been. Yeah. Was what really disappoints me for it. Even though like I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I liked it. It was fine. It but what could have been? been? That's it most been of a contender. Honestly, most of my movies of disappointments are just like, ah, what it could have been. It, not necessarily it's a that sort of disappointment of, yeah. of not like, ah, oh, this was a letdown. It was more like, ah, it could have been. Yeah. What could have been? Uh, what's, uh, I think I went first last time? Uh, yes, then, sure. Perfect yeah. segue. Number five for me, yesterday. Yeah. What could have been? What could have been? Uh, I didn't really enjoy the film. Uh, but, I mean, for a director that I love, from two actors that I really liked, yeah. one that I've liked before, this one, I liked him in this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, but I just think it really wasted. I'm very sorry if you can hear my upstairs neighbors. They play music loudly sometimes. Ah. Well, oh, they're playing the Beatles. Listen to that. Oh, well, <laughs> ah. Uh, oh, it makes me sad about yesterday. Disappointed. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. For something that could have been one of the greatest, even as a romance film, greatest rom-coms of all time, it's yeah. just a movie that came out in 2019. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number five. A movie that we have had a very mixed relationship with, I feel. Uh, Under the Silver Lake <laughs> is my number five disappointment. Because, like, what the fuck is that movie? Like, it doesn't mean anything? I don't know anymore. I don't think so. But people love it. Like, it's I've seen it pop up on multiple top ten lists of the yeah. year. It's wild. Can I say one quick thing? I don't want to hijack it, but... I'm, no, 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 I'm done. You, in the year that Avengers Endgame came out, the movie I watched the most this year was Under the Silver Lake. Really? And I think it just means a whole lot of nothing. I think <laughs> I think it's one of those movies where it's like, I think it thinks it's trying to say yeah, it's that's trying. horrible yeah. to be a sexist man and men need to stop being the center of attention and you always think that you're in this movie, but I think it fails tremendously. There's a lot of great stuff in it, but... Yeah. And it Andrew has a Garfield's good, really fun. Yeah, it has a really good atmosphere, and I love a good atmosphere, but... Yeah. But who knows? It, it might change. I don't know. It's ever-changing for <laughs> me. Knows? People love it. People yeah. hate it. Uh, what is your number four? I'm sorry, Sam. You know my Annihilation rule? Uh-huh. It's in reverse, too. Okay. My number four is Midsummer. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I... Watched it the first time. I think I even said I was in love with this movie. It's great. And much like all of my relationships, it just kind of punched me in the gut the second time I watched it. Uh, I think it's really pretentious and slow, and I think it's deeper. I think the movie thinks it's deeper than it actually is. It's kind of annoying that every person of color dies in a gruesome way. I'm really, really sorry about my upstairs neighbors. Yeah. It's really loud. Yeah. It's, let's yeah. Get, let's get nice and yeah, Let's get, get a little let's nice get, and cozy. Let's get <laughs> right cozy. when I'm smashing one of your right favorite movies. Yeah, it's um, I hate Joker, so. It's cool. You, I knew, Midsummer, I knew this okay. was gonna come up. And also, I saw the director's cut and that felt like a big, wow, it's loud. 
<laughs> wow. Edmonton, Alberta, folks. <laughs> um, like that's that's it's so ridiculous. It up. Wow. I mean, I can turn down the gain. I'll just get closer, and louder. Like that changes. That helps a little. Okay. Does, does this work for me? Or should I be louder? I could be louder for the next few minutes. I mean, I don't know. We'll figure it out. As I'll, long I'll, as we're, I'll make sure I just won't peak every now and again. Yeah, don't 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 get too too bad. But yeah. we're gonna be a little quieter for the rest of this one because my upstairs neighbors are blasting dubstep music. Yeah. Um, it's too early to be like, hey, can you turn? Yeah. <laughs> and it's a Friday night. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think it's kind of pretentious and dull. I think it's. Uh, yeah, I just the actors are really good. Uh, I think having Jack Ryder's character be such a one-dimensional flat character really ruins a lot of the ideas of this film, which I think are really rich. It could really do something cool with it, but yeah, I think it's just kind of just disappointing. Okay, for me, number four for me, Good Boys. Good Boys. Uh, yeah. Because of our theory. That's like the only reason. Like, because I was like, ah, oh, could, it could be so dope if that happened. But then it didn't, and I was very disappointed by it. Why would they use the same song? Like, that's the thing. This music is insanely loud. Sorry, everyone. It could have been really interesting. It could have been a really weird, like, tie-in movie thing to a, one of the best movies of the year. But instead, it's just a bad movie. Um, well. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. Uh, and that's uh, that's that's what I'm gonna say about that. I don't have big fancy words to say like like Andrew does about Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, us. Okay, um, that's fair. <clears throat> again, listen to us. I highly recommend it. Um, it's again probably honestly probably the best movie on here. It's I I feel I couldn't. I, you know what? I can't say it's a bad movie. It is a good movie. It's a good movie. It's disappointing. It's exactly. And I feel like a scumbag saying, hey, you made literally one of the best movies ever made, Jordan Peele. Why did you follow it up with this? It, it's it's a mixture of my emotions going into us. Also, even if this was just Joe Schmo, it's still kind of confusing. Lupita Nyong'o gives a great performance. A great performance. The music's great, but again, it's still kind of just like... All right, but what are you trying to say? Yeah. You're obviously trying to say something, but what is it? What is it? It falls apart. Yeah. At the end there. Um, my number three. Another movie that you really like. Uh, it Chapter 2. Uh, you were... Pause. You were excited for It Chapter 2? I really liked the first one. All right. Remember, we really liked oh, the, yeah. fir- the first one. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Really I take fun. that back. Yes, the first one's really like fun. Yeah. And so the second one just being, you know, bad uh, was disappointing. Uh, and it was very disappointing. I feel like maybe Good Boys. I again like disappointments. Like I don't know. This one was a difficult category. I was like, well, I wasn't super stoked on anything that was super bad this year. Yeah. Um. So you know, other than the number one. Uh. But we'll get to that later. I mean, oh God. number two. Yeah, number two. Number two for me, Jojo Rabbit. That's fair. Um. Yeah, I think a movie that could have been a contender could have been something real is just kind that of could have been a contender. It's just kind of a middling movie all around uh from a director i truly love a creator i truly love uh i think 
it just should have had more teeth. It could have said something really important and really true to our society. You but need to get closer to this mic. It could have said something really true and really important about our society. You know, one thing that I keep thinking about that you said during our uh, discussion, discussion is that you were like, I know Nazis are bad. I know that. You know that. A few people know that out there. But also, neo-Nazis, the, the alt-right... There's some people who don't know that Nazis are bad. And I think it could have been something really important to see how people fall into that ideology and how we can save their soul. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I think it's just kind of not that. All right. Um, oh. In the show, show We're really close, folks. That's why we are that. very close. <laughs> um, my number two... Rocket Man. Oh, I liked Rocket Man. I like. I was also disappointed by it. I haven't really thought about it. I was disappointed by Rocket Man. I uh, thought it could have been this really cool, interesting, surreal take on, on a biopic, and then it was just boring. Yeah, I get that. And so I was disappointed, especially like at the start of that movie when it's like, ooh, this is like a cool, like he's taking them back through, like, you know, Christmas Carol goes to Christmas future. Like, let's come on back. Let's see how I got here. Yeah. And then they just all disappear, and then it's just like, oh, this is just, oh, we're just doing boring biopic musical. Cool, cool, cool. All right, bye. It was better than Bohemian Rhapsody. It was markably better than Bohemian Rhapsody, but it was still disappointing. If my memory serves me right, I think Bohemian Rhapsody was your number two last year. Maybe. Yeah. We'll Could have been good. Who knows? Could have been good. Number one. Number one for me. A movie that I didn't even know was coming out until September. El Camino, A Breaking Bad Story. There it is. Uh, I just... I was already... I very a, much hear that music in my Yeah, headphones. I'm sorry. Um, a movie that could have been something special. and uh, For a movie that's already a unnecessary sequel, it could have done something cool. And there's at the beginning, there is a story there but as i've been telling people from day one since i've seen it it's a it's jesse pinkman ends up literally and metaphorically in the same place that he did in the series finale of breaking bad and that just can't not be disappointing again i truly think it's it's really well made the cinematography i think it's still the best filmed movie of the year uh yeah, I really just wanted more or just, yeah, either give me more or don't give me it at all. Uh, yeah, Aaron Paul's still a good actor. Vince, Vil Vince Gilligan can direct, but... Bah. Bleh. Number one, Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. I don't want to talk about it. It was sucks. All righty. Well, now that we're done with that. Hi, my name is Tommy Singleton. I'm a longtime fan of the podcast. Uh, shout out to Andrew. Uh, he was actually the first person to really get me into movies back in high school. We'd always go to the AMC and just watch something local. So thank you, Andrew. Thank you for giving me a new passion in my life. I would say probably the movie that's 
I've fallen in love with the most over the last decade, the one I've maybe even seen the most, would have to be Baby Driver, uh, directed by Edgar Wright. Um, I just thought the entire movie from start to finish was just perfect. I loved the way he directed everything. Everything flowed seamlessly. Um, I thought every actor for their role was casted perfectly. Um, even like the cuts and turns, you know, between the actual plot of the movie itself, the first time I saw it, was pretty interesting. I mean, there was a lot of other, you know, great movies in the decade, Avengers, uh, Into the Spideyverse, Wolf on Wall Street, Mad Max, which probably has the best, if you know, arguably the best, if not the best score of all movies. Um, but no, I think for me, it would definitely be Baby Driver as one of the most influential and best movies of the decade, in my opinion. Thank you all for uh, doing what you do. Keep it up and thanks. Sorry about that last little bit, everybody. We took a break. It seems to have stopped. Hopefully. Hopefully it stopped. Our number one is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We just got through the bad. We did. We we powered through. I don't want to talk about it. Um, and we're going to... Go through the good. Go through the good. Let's do it. Now, I do have honorable mentions now. Okay. In honorable mentions. Orders. And then I will go and then we'll exactly. go back and forth. Do you want to do that or do you want to do... 10 to 6, 5 to 2, and then we both do our ones. Do you want to do that? Why would you? Because since we've kind of, I mean, we generally talked about pretty much everything in our top 10. I haven't. Just, oh, really? No. Oh, well. Not in this, oh, not in this back half. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> then, sure. Why not? Why not? I mean, it's last year we did it that way. Just, I know. Just, I just, keep, just do, you know, we're making it different. We're making it me. Audible mentions, alphabetical order, here we go, films of the year. <gasps> A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, The Beach Bum, Booksmart, Frozen 2, Good Boys, High Life, Honey Boy, Hustlers, Marriage Story, One Cut of the Dead, and Shazam! Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Number 10. Number 10. From me, my 10th favorite movie of the year, the new one. Yes, yeah, so it was really like, the new one. The new what? The new one. Oh, no. The it's new called one. the new one. The new what? Of like of like Avengers, Star Wars, Spider-Man? No, no, no. The new one. The new one? Yeah, the new one. Oh, the new I got you. Yeah. I love that gift. That gift, that goof, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a wonderful little one-man stand-up B-show thing. It's mm. just great. It's just wonderful. Mike Birbiglia is a uh, master storyteller, uh, and he shines uh, in this. And I wish I had seen it live. It's just great. It's just good. Watch it on Netflix. You got Netflix? Watch it. It's free. Number 10. Number 10. For me, it Chapter 2. Uh, honestly, for Clown. a lot of my list. Clown. Yes. Clown. Yes. You know Clown. what? Can we not mock my list? I wasn't. I, who said I was mocking? 100% me. <laughs> you said I was mocking. I was just saying clown. Uh, it Chapter 2. It's almost made my list so many times on other things. Uh, Andy Muschietti. Andy Muschietti was brilliant. I love the feeling of this movie, the style of this movie. I really, really enjoyed all the performances. I had a blast watching it. It was scary and all the right money. Buddies. I put my money on how scary it was. Ooh. And it was also funny. I had a lot of good laughs. Got a lot of good tears. It was great. Big I fan. know your secret. Your, your dirty, dirty little, little secret. secret. Yeah, Billy Skazgad? Can't beat him. It's great. Well, you can't beat him by just bullying him relentlessly. 
Well, I mean, like, if that's what you take away, you kind of miss the point of the movie. But anyway. <laughs> Number nine. Number nine. The unauthorized Bash Brothers experience. Oof. Is so good. 34 minute film. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's a short good. film. I loved it. It's great. <laughs> Come at me for my list. Mr. Cloud. Cloud. I was just saying clown. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm Jose. Yeah, it's great. The unauthorized bash, but it was surprising and funny, and I listen to it all the time. Like, it's just good. Bikini Babe Workout is the funniest song. It's so funny. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Just one of the biggest surprises of just like, oh, fuck, I love this thing. For sure. Uh, yeah, that's my that's my nine. What's your nine? My nine? Uncut Gems. Uh, I truly love this movie. It's... It, when you have the time, go see it. For all of you, go see it. It's really, really great. Make mid, mid-budget movies a thing again. Uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler is truly unbelievable. And it's, again, it. when I was watching it, I almost got a headache. I was like, ah. Oh. But it's all the best way. I would say almost all of the movies on my list, I got punched in the gut, but in the best way. All right. It was just amazing. It was beautiful. Loved it. Number eight. Number eight. For you. For oh, me. Yes. Knives Out. Knives are all the way out. I really liked it. I had a really good time. Is it perfect? No. Our, you know, do we have our, our problems with, with the way the movie was made? Yes. Did I love that movie? Yes, I did. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. I loved everybody in it. And, Andrew, you have a snarky comment of Bruin. I can see it in your eyes. No, 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 no. Not at all. I, it was a lot of fun. It was really, really good Knives Out. That was it. Okay. It looked like you had you were going to come at me. Nope. Not at all. So like, we come at each other a lot, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my number eight. What's your number eight? Number eight. Define all the odds. Avengers Endgame. Number eight. Number eight? Number eight. Are you sure you didn't get that mixed up with number one? Number eight. Are you sure? There are seven more movies I like more than Avengers Endgame. I knew this was going to happen. I was going to have to talk about why my number eight movie is just not number one. I. This movie broke me. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I do have problems with it. Enough problems to make it number eight on my list of opposed to those other movies that were in my honorable mentions and the other two I just mentioned. I, I love this movie a lot, but uh, I mean, you know what? I'm not going to talk about why I don't like. This movie is truly the greatest closer we could have gotten. Uh, it's incredible. All our heroes got to shine. All our heroes were amazing. It was great. Loved it. Love you guys. Russo's amazing. Marcus and McFeely. <laughs> great. Number seven. Number seven. Booksmart. Book smart. I love book smart. It's very fun. It's very funny. It's very sweet. It's very, it's very good. I love book smart. Mm-hmm. Everyone go see book smart. It's very good. It's very cute. That's what I have to say about book smart. I'm not good at words, everybody. Number seven for me, The Lighthouse. A really beautiful movie. Really haunting. It's, yeah, black and white, amazing film, amazing performances, 
amazingly directed. Great, great, great film. Highly recommend. Highly recommend The Lighthouse. Number six. A movie that caused Twitter a lot of problems recently. Marriage Story. Ah, yes. I love Marriage Story. Mm -hmm. I was... It hurt to watch. And in such a good way. It is human. And I loved it. And I was just like, this is great. Like, it just feels... Every bit of it, every every shot, every line, every song, every every little bit of that movie just feels broken and hurt and human, and it's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, say what you will about like what it's based on and, and how Noah Baumbach is like, you know, placing himself in his in his own history, but it's one it's a wonderful movie. He does yeah. a great job, for a sure, very very good job. Number six, yeah, it has yeah, to be. number six, number six. Parasite, hmm. uh, like I said with writing, this movie is beautifully made, beautifully directed, beautifully acted. Something that, again, our world needs to hear, something we should hear. Uh, and it's just a good cinema. It's just good cinema. We talk about this in private sometimes, me and Sam. Uh, some movies are like what media should stay to that media. If a movie's a movie, a book's a book, this and that. Yeah. This is also just a movie. It is cinema at its finest. Whoops. Uh, yeah, it's truly, truly great. Love it. Love it. Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. I'll see you at the Oscars, kid. <laughs> uh, cool. Number five. <laughs> Top five. Here we are. Here we are. Midsummer. Mid. I know you don't like it. <laughs> I like it. I think it's great. I love it. Yeah. I just, I'm I'm tired of arguing today. I'm tired of thinking about arguing. I'm tired of thinking about it all. So I'm going to stay silent while you talk about all these movies that I don't like that you like. And yes. you know what? That's okay. That's great, because that's all filmed, everybody. Listen to that. So Midsummer is very good. I highly recommend it. Andrew doesn't like it. That's okay. I like it a lot. Number five, What's Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really, really do love this movie. I think it's a great, allegedly penultimate film of Quentin Tarantino. Uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully he doesn't undo this with his next movie, but I think he has learned. I think it's very self uh meditative and yeah really great great performances great direction great all around number four avengers endgame whoa i really liked it i saw it a lot it was really good i like it a lot did you ever expect to be in this world where you had a higher on your list than mine no (laughs) i did not yeah um I'm still. I still don't believe you. I thought. I think you're playing a trick on me. Nope, not even a little bit. Um, yeah, I like it. It's good. Everyone likes it. It's good. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Number four for me, Joker. I again, I really, really love this movie. I think it's important. I think the performance, Joaquin Phoenix, is truly, truly incredible. I think. Everything around it's really good. Really amazing. Great comic book story. Interesting comic book story. Uh, yeah. Joker. Ha-ha. Number three. Three! (laughs) The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. I love The Lighthouse. 
I've said it many times this episode. I said it a lot during that episode. I've said it to many people that I know in real life. I love The Lighthouse. It's weird, and I don't understand it, but I want to. And, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just not in the mood to... My brain is just not like, let's come up with good and inherent good thoughts about all these things. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do that thing. My brain is not working right now, and I apologize to the audience, and I apologize to you, Andrew. It's cool. It's more than cool. Come up with just a a good goof for each one. (laughs) That's it. Okay, the lighthouse was lit. Boom! Uh, What number are we at now? Three? Three. Three, the farewell. Uh, Yeah, beautifully, beautifully made movie. Very intimate, very sweet, sweet film. Uh, Loved it. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Farewell. Number two. Number two. Someone great. I love the movie. It's it's great. It really is. It's sweet and heartbreaking. And the Gina Rodriguez and Lakeith Stanfield, their whole relationship is just like, it's just good. They're they're charming and fun and good. And I might watch it today. Like I might it's like, <laughs> like it's so it's just wonderful. It's just a nice little movie. And I just I could watch it anytime. I've told everyone that I know. I'm just like, yeah, it's just good. It's just like a nice little... Mm-hmm. Is it thought-provoking? No. Is it gonna, you know... Is it making me question my existence like The Lighthouse? No. It's just good. It's, it's cute just movie. a good movie. And I just like it a lot. Like, I was I was seeing if there was anything else that I liked more, and I just was like, no other movie has just made me feel that good this year. Or in a long time, honestly. Like, some of my favorite movies of the past years have been really depressing. Three Billboards is not a good, feel-good movie. It's yeah. sad. It's hard to watch. Like, it's just difficult. Hereditary is not... I don't want to just put on Hereditary after a long day. <laughs> like, no. But I want to put on someone great after a long day. Yeah. I do. It's wonderful. I hope you like it, Andrew. You probably won't. I don't think it's we'll your kind see. of movie. We'll see. I love Lee Keith Stanfield. He's he's so good in it. He's so he's so cute too. He's a cutie. Cutie, I don't mind seeing it on screen. Uh, yeah. Number two. Number two. Number two. First name Mister. Last name Glass. Uh-huh. Love Glass. We have an entire podcast on it. I think this we is... do have an entire podcast. Yes, on it. we do. I forgot about Glass. <laughs> I haven't thought about glass all year, guys. I'm sorry. Well, I have. Honestly, I was hurt. I was hurt when I walked out of Avengers Endgame. I was like, dope. Is glass better than this movie? <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Apparently by six movies, yeah. Yep. Uh, I love, love, love this movie. I love the feeling. I love the atmosphere. love the acting, the directing. Truly, I think it's talking about things. Again, I just really love the, how thoughtful this movie is. A lot of people will tell you different, but again, if you're watching the movie, and to me, I really see how thoughtful it is. Uh, but yeah, number two. Number one. Uh, number one. Want to say it together at the same time? Mine or yours? I actually have no idea what yours is. Oh, I thought you would. By products of elimination. Because I know what yours is. Yeah. Maybe I just haven't been listening. What is... You said Midsummer. You said that was your number one director. Is it Last Black Man? It's Last Black Man in Last San Francisco. Last Black Man in San Francisco? Yeah. Oh, that's hi! My, that's my favorite movie of this year. Look at that. Uh, it is... It's... 
a sad movie, and it, it made me feel sad, and it made me feel nostalgic, and it made me feel like I, I don't know. It was just, I was really sad when you didn't like it. I'll say that. Oh. I really want. I really thought like I was like I saw it, and I was so moved by it that I was like, oh man, Andrew's gonna dig this movie. We saw it and together, gonna, and we're gonna love this movie. And it's gonna be so good. And like when those credits were rolling, I was like, "This is gonna be great. This is gonna be so Andrew's gonna love this, and we're gonna be able to talk about this movie forever." And then you were like, "I didn't like it," and like, like it broke my heart that like <laughs> you didn't like it. And I and because I loved it so much, because it just meant so much to me that I was just like, "This is just wonderful. It's just so good." Um, I think it's the only movie that I've watched this year that made me cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it was just so. Hey, good. You don't cry often. I don't cry ever. Yeah. Marriage Story almost got me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Last Black Man, when I watched it the second time, got me. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's good. Beautiful score. Yeah. And yeah. beautiful movie. I know you don't like it, but it's really good. I really like it. Uh, Irishman. It. Like I, I got gotcha. you. Yes, you did. You did get me. <laughs> ah. Um. It's. You said it's one of the greatest movies of all time. I think it's one of the greatest movies of all time. I truly, spoiler alert, I think it's the best movie of the decade, uh, technically. Uh, not technically as in, like, technically. Technically, like, it's the best movie of the decade. Literally, technically, the technical attributes to film. Uh-huh. Uh, the three and a half hour runtime is perfect. Honestly, yes. It, it, it's an epic. It feels like a lifetime. It should feel like a lifetime. I think the story of this guy who paints houses is 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 horribly it's like haunting it's hot it it scares you and you know it spoiler alerts for the Irishman it annoys me Twitter I might need to delete it or at least delete film Twitter someone was like yo what is up with this movie about a guy who who is rewarded by living longer than everyone else and it's like okay cool you didn't get it <laughs> That's not a reward. What? Huh? It, it, it's it's beautiful. It's it's one of those movies that, you know, Sam has said, I'm putting, you know, all these words into, into the cinema of the film. I I mean, I've probably talked about it later earlier in this episode, but I, at this moment, I can't say anything. It's just beautiful. It's it's shocking. It hit me in all the right ways. It Yeah. I just think it's absolutely incredible. The Irishman. Good for you, Marty. Love you, Marty. This is Justin Jones, longtime listener, first-time caller. I live in Brooklyn. And my movie moment of the decade is definitely the ending of Split. This one's going to have spoilers in it. But the uh, very ending of Split, there's no twist. There's, like, sort of a twist. And you think it's going to be big and twisty because it's... In Night Shyamalan, the, the legend. And then you're watching it, and then the credits roll. And then there's this haunting music, and it doesn't really match with the movie, and you're like, what's going on? And then you're inside of this diner, and the camera pans across, and you see Bruce Willis. And you're like, why is Bruce Willis here? And then one of the characters in Split with James McAvoy says, Oh, He's just like that one guy. What they used to call him? And Bruce Willis says, Mr. Glass. 
and then it cuts to black, revealing that the whole movie is a secret sequel to Unbreakable, one of my favorite movies ever. Listener, when I tell you that I screamed in the movie theater, I am not exaggerating. I stood up and I said, holy shit, at the top of my lungs. I actually recognized the music, which was from Unbreakable, which was at this point 20 years old. Just can you consider the balls on my King and Night Shyamalan to make a secret sequel to two separate movies? It's amazing. It's amazing. And Glass is the best movie of 2019. Thank you for listening. I know Andrew agrees with me. So that was it. That's 2019 <laughs> right there. That's 2019 right there. That's 2019. This is wild. What a fucking year, man. What a year. I hate this year. What <laughs> a bad year. Um... Yeah, but we're still here. We're still together. We're still here. We're still together. I love the podcast. The, the podcast has been great. Great consistent for been... all for both of us. <laughs> for all of us, I hope yeah. for you listening. Um, yeah. The it, but this year has fucking sucked. Um, new decade, new us. Yeah. Uh, holy shit. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Got that twenty twenty hindsight. Yes. <laughs> um, and and uh, as we asked our audience. Hopefully they answered. Hopefully. This might be really awkward if I say this and then no one says anything. Um, yeah, we're, uh, we're it's at the end of a decade. It's been ten long years of, mm. of movies. We I was 13 ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, I was... Bright-eyed yeah. and bushy-tailed. Yeah, bat, way back in the, in the day. Um, and so we just want to, real quick at the end here, just say our favorite movie of the decade... Or for sure, the best I'll... movie of the decade, or whatever it might be, mm. and a quick thing as to why. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, you could go first. Uh, this will uh, help I- explain uh, some stuff. Uh, my favorite movie of the decade is Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Ah, it is just so good. It, uh, I think it, it. It is Star Wars to me. Like that's that's the the feeling I get watching Last Jedi is the feeling I got when I was a kid watching Empire, watching Return of the Jedi, watching A New Hope. Like it's just good and it's fun and it's interesting and I just love it to death. When you were a kid watching the prequels for the first time, yeah, that feeling. Yeah, that for the like I remember I was I saw Revenge of the Sith in theaters at, and I was just like, whoa, Star Wars. I have the high ground. <laughs> like it's great. Um, I I I love Star Wars so much, and the Last Jedi was just everything I, I wasn't expecting and everything I needed. Um, in in that sort of time in in my own life and time in in the world and all that stuff. I just love Last Jedi. Uh, it's great. Yeah, it is great. Um. For me, again, I said why I thought the best movie of the decade was, so I guess I have to say my favorite. Uh, Sam, comedy comes in threes. Tie time! (laughs) 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 That was stupid. I apologize. Um, Yes, uh, I have two. Two movies that are tied for my favorite movie of all time with three other movies. I have a lot of ties in my life. Uh, And those films would be... Me and Earl and the Dying Girl and a ghost story. Uh, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl real quickly. Um, It's a movie that I saw. I got invited to an advanced screening of it. 
Uh, and I was just like, sure, free movie. And I went in not knowing a lot. And it's one of those things where I just never really connected with the character than with that main character in that film. Um, it is, for me at least, I bet for a lot of other people, it's just a cute high school movie. It was brutal to watch. Again, in the best way. Uh, it, see, I almost tear it up right now. Um, it's a movie that just really encapsulated how I felt at the moment, how I still feel um, about life, about girls, about friends. It's something that just sticks with me. And when I first saw it, I just never, ever felt that way walking out of a movie. With a ghost story, very much in the same circumstances. But this one was a lot more metaphorical. I was going through a breakup and I saw this movie and the way it just spoke to me, which all good art should do for anyone. It's, it's yes, it should be broad and it should be ex accessible for everyone, but it should also talk to a person. And a ghost story did that for me. And yeah, it's, I say beautifully haunted sometimes while I'm talking about movies. I got that from this movie. It's a ghost. Get uh, it? Yes. It, yeah, it started as a pun, but also it works. It's just one big existential look on life, on what it would be if you just dropped today. Uh, it's It's beautiful and amazing and also shot in my hometown of Irving, Texas. Was it so really? Yep. Wild. There was a scene in the movie where I was like, I've seen that hill before. And then at the end it said, filmed in Irving, Texas. And I was like, oh my! When the credits were rolling, I was wiping off the tears saying, oh, this is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Oh my god. And then it said Irving, Texas. I was like, oh! It was for me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's movies, man. You gotta say, you gotta love it. It's great. Movies are cool. Movies are cool. Um, and hopefully, you tell us yours. Yeah, hopefully, uh, we don't know. We haven't. I, uh, you put it in right now. Oh my god, I loved hearing all your voices. Amazing. <laughs> if it's not, it's gonna sound really awkward right now. But until then, Sam, I love you. I love you too, this. bud. Uh, one last thing. Anything else this year you saw? Theater, comics, books, video games, anything. Recommend it to that camera, that camera, that camera. <laughs> Tell the folks what you have going on. Yeah. Um, I recommend uh, The Outer Worlds is a very wonderful video game that, that I'm still playing. That is uh, uh, just like, it, it, I think it exemplifies what a, what a good RPG can be. Um, uh, God, so many TV shows. Uh, I, I can't even think... Uh, there's just there's so many. There's a lot of TV, good TV that happened. Chernobyl, uh, a Russian Doll. Um, it did come out last year. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. it came out this year. Yeah, it came out in February. Wow. Um, yeah, Russian Doll is amazing. Uh, fucking uh, God, just so many things that I've watched this year have been have been really great. Um, albums? I know you're a music boy. Albums? Oh, Pups. Uh, my album of the year is Morbid Stuff from Pup. Uh, it is so good. It is. It is a. Uh, I think it's an album that that will stand the test of time for like 
just what it is to be where you are at, in your life, and it's it's just wonderful. Um, I haven't read any books that came out this year. Um, I, I yeah, uh, that's those are going to be my my two big my three big recommendations are Russian Doll, uh, The Outer Worlds, and uh, Morbid Stuff. Um, what about you? For me, I know all of it did come out this year, but a season did come out. A uh, good place. I've binged all the good places. It's it really good. Something that I thought was going to be a broad Big Bang Theory TV show, and it's the literal opposite of it. It is amazing. It's thoughtful. It's everything I'm about. Uh, also, cheaty stacked. Hashtag <laughs> cheaty stacked. Um, uh, Watchmen. Watchmen is might be one of the best TV shows I've ever seen in my life. Sorry to overhype it for you, but it might be. Um, I loved it. Uh, honestly, and also, uh, before it was even on your list, I was going to say Bash Bros. Bash Bros. Was Bash Bros. is so good. It was really, really, really good. Loved it. Um, yeah. Oh, Breakup Season. Sorry. Another uh, another album. Breakup Season by Future Teens. Mm. It was really good. It's about, like, modern, uh, very much about modern dating and, and, and breakups and relationships and stuff. It's really good. It's very yeah. good. Art. Um, Art is good. Art is great. Art is fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. Uh, this was a long boy. This was a long one. You can find me at Sam Bannigan on all the social medias that, we, that I use, namely Instagram and Twitter. You can find me drunk on a New York gutter, like I said last year. <laughs> uh, happy New Year's, everyone. 2020, we can't wait. Meow! What was that? I don't know. Spoilers, teasers, woohoo! <laughs> You can find the podcast at Welcome Back Pod on all the social medias that I use uh, for that, namely Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes and Google Play and Spotify and RSS feed, whatever you want to do. It's all available on welcomebackpod.com. Uh, it would be rad if you could like review the track, if you could like the track, especially like, you know, we're heading into a new year, new year of same podcast. Um, we're we're still, you know, trying to trying to have fun with this thing and and uh, yeah, we we're hoping that, that you enjoy it. And uh, uh, tell your friends. How about that? Tell your friends. Like if they if you like our harmony, tell your friends. Tell everyone you know. It's New Year's. That person you have a grudge with, said, "Hey, that person. It's all right. We're cool." See, just like that. They had to listen to a hour, 40-minute long podcast. <laughs> but hey, listen to but that. They got there. We're all friends here. It's what earth, one time. Uh, it's only us. It's only this. Love. All right, everybody. And I is going to live happy. Happy New Year's. We love you. 2020. 2020. Other way. No day but today. I hit that harmony right I at the end. I messed it up too. All right, bye. Bye. Happy New Year.